This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Hey, happy Wednesday. Greetings. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside... Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you and we have we hope anyway a fun show for you here today lined up it's a typical Wednesday that will be joined by the prophet of woe and lamentation Daniel Horowitz and what's more fun than Daniel right whenever you're thinking you know what who do we invite to make this party pop he's high on the list <laughs> At least at the kind of parties I like to go to, he is. All right, so Daniel will join us a little bit later on. We will play Buy, Seller, Hold. That's where you'll take control of the show. Uh, and um, we also need to mention, I, I continue to get rave reviews about Eden Pure and their air purifiers. We actually tried, uh, my wife tried it for the first time. I've been primarily the one using it in the basement. Uh, because that's where Noah and I hang out. So, you know, you get dudes down there and there can be, you know, smells and stuff. So um, Amy had a little boo-boo. She was cleaning something earlier this week and went to, to dump the water of what she was cleaning and accidentally dropped it and it spilled everywhere and that water just smelled wretched. And she's like, and, and thankfully it was cool enough out here now that the windows and stuff are open, but she's like, how do we get the smell out of the house? And I've said... I got just the tool for you, man. So we ran down to the basement, grabbed our, our Eden Pure air purifier, plugged that puppy in. She, I went to the gym. She went to her Pilates class and uh, got back in about an hour. Gone. Smell totally, completely gone. It was like it never happened. And I get a ton of reviews like that from you in the audience for this outstanding product. If you want to try it yourself, um, it can work within seconds to clear any room of odors. It's not an air freshener. It's a purifier, all right? So it gets rid of the actual uh, elements that are causing the cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash can, or that mildew smell. Whatever is causing those odors, it gets rid of those elements in the air. It's filterless. You'll never have to change it out of pocket or out of time and expense. And you can save right now $200 if you get the the, the three-pack for whole home protection. All three units for under 200 bu- 200 bucks plus free shipping. All three units for under 200 bucks plus free shipping when you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code Steve. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Steve. And with that, let's get to it. Here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Operation Eviction. Last night, we learned that the investigation into Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents after his stint as vice president is more extensive than previously thought and has actually turned into a sprawling investigation, according to ABC News, who reports that it's estimated as many as 100 witnesses have already been interviewed with interviews conducted as recently as last week. Also last night, House Committee on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer announced 
first. He received subpoena documents which show wire transfers of a quarter million dollars from CCP-aligned businessmen in China to an account with Joe Biden's home address in Delaware, listed as the beneficiary of the bank payment. Hunter Biden was not living in Delaware at the time, which basically all but guarantees this money was for the big guy. So that's potentially Operation Eviction in Action, as in evicted from the White House. Oh, and Joe Biden's dog bit another Secret Service agent, which means, as townhall.com's Spencer Brown pointed out, the number of times Joe Biden's dog has bitten people is greater than the number of months in which real wages have been positive since Biden took office. Furthermore, last night we learned a federal judge found former President Donald Trump defrauded banks and insurance companies by illegally inflating the valuations of real estate holdings. New York State Supreme Court Judge Arthur Engoran said on Tuesday that Trump overestimated the value of his properties and his net worth in order to seek favorable financing terms for about a decade. The claim is a key part of the $250 million civil lawsuit filed by New York Attorney General Letitia James against Trump, his two sons, and the Trump Organization. The ruling allows James to impose sanctions against Trump, his co-defendants, and his attorneys. This ruling is putting the future of the very Trump Organization in doubt. Speaking of Trump, one of his most ardent supporters, former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Terry Lake, went on the Patrick Bet David podcast yesterday to talk about Trump's chief rival in the GOP primary, Ron DeSantis. Someone said, Kerry, you're going to be the DeSantis of the West. Honestly, other than being called Trump in a dress, that is the greatest compliment you could, you could pay me, and I appreciate that. Whoops, wrong clip. He's right up there right now, and his name is Governor Ron DeSantis. He is gutsy. The guy has bigger... Okay. <laughs> Wait, let me think about how I want to word this. My staff always says, whatever you do, do not say balls. Wrong clip again. Sorry. On that um, face-off between DeSantis. Let's, let us not forget that DeSantis also shut the beaches down. DeSantis took a page out of Gavin Newsom's playbook. Despite what he says, he shut the beaches down. He did force vaccines. He did force face masks on our kids. So he tries to act like um, he was perfect. And Florida was... DeSantis a, forced vaccines on kids? He forced vaccines on people, on workers. He forced face masks on children. And he was for all that. DeSantis was for all of that. So he thinks that we forgot that as well. Now, granted, he didn't continue the misery as long as... Was it as one it month or a couple of weeks on what it was? It was a little more than that. It was a little more than that. The beaches were shut down to people. Right. So anybody who shuts a beach down, I mean, so after that series of lies, literally not a syllable of that is true. Lake had the unmitigated shamelessness to post the following on Twitter, quote, we could spend decades blaming each other for the covid response. We probably will. I just don't think that's the most productive use of our time. I think our most immediate concern should be prosecuting Anthony Fauci. Can we agree on that? Lake since deleted that tweet. Just shameless and wicked. Ron DeSantis went on Laura Ingram's show on Fox News last night and pulverized Trump's record of broken promises. He's running in 2024 on a lot of the same promises he ran on in 2016 and didn't deliver on. He said he was going to drain the swamp. They didn't drain the swamp at all. He still defends hiring Christopher Ray. He didn't fire Ray. He didn't fire Fauci. He said Mexico was going to pay for the border wall. That didn't happen. They started the wall, but we've got a lot more to be able to do to finish the wall. He said he was going to eliminate the national debt. Uh, they added almost $8 trillion to the debt in four years. And then remember, he promised to appoint a special counsel 
for Hillary Clinton. Then after the election, two weeks later, he's like, oh, no, forget about it. That's what you say before the election. It's not what you say after. So now he's saying he's going to do one for Biden, but he had promised to do that for uh, in, in 2016. So I think it's about you got to deliver on these things. If we do the same thing and we don't deliver on 100 uh, percent, we're not going to turn the country around. Now's the time to deliver results. The second GOP primary debate is tonight, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Business. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum still qualifies for some reason. Christie, DeSantis, Haley, Scott, Pence, and Ramaswamy will debate as well. No Asa Hutchinson this time around. And finally, here's this from comedian Jim Brewer. So I moved to, um, I moved to uh, Florida. I lived in New Jersey. Yeah, and I just moved to Florida. Yeah. 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 A lot of refugees there. <laughs> Have no doubt, I'm one of them. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! I can take this off? Yeah, it's your choice. Oh my god, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus, our Lord, for existing. I'm sorry I doubted you. <laughs> you mean, do I have to? No, it's your choice. Oh my god! <laughs> you forget what 2018 was like. <laughs> Before we had to sneak around for a haircut. Remember that? <laughs> hey man, has your sister still got hair? Or... <laughs> I'll, I'll meet her in the back of the garage. I'll give her cash. Right? <laughs> And that's what happened while we were away. Brilliant. Aaron's montage brought to you by somebody I might be going to here in the next few months. MD Hearing Aids. Let's take a moment to talk about something that affects millions of Americans, including this one. Uh, hearing loss. If um, you want to see uh, something that can be affordable, but also effective in dealing with that, try MD Hearing Aids. Gave one of these to my stepdad. He absolutely raves about the results that he is seeing. And you know what? You shouldn't be able, or you shouldn't have to go broke to be able to hear again. And that's what this company was founded on. Their rechargeable hearing aids cost a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. In fact, their new Neo model costs over 90% less than clinical hearing aids. And on top of that, they recently cut the price in half. So don't suffer in silence anymore. Take control of your hearing health and join thousands of others choosing MD hearing aids. All right. MDHearingAid.com is where you want to go. Use promo code Steve to get their new buy one, get a second for $149.99 each. And you get that offer. That's an incredible offer when you buy a pair. Plus you get a free extra charging case just for our listeners. When you use the promo code Steve at MDHearing.com, promo code Steve, MDHearing.com, promo code Steve. So let's get to what's in the overtime today. We, we've touched on this now two shows in a row, so I don't know that we need to belabor the point. But, I mean, just to reiterate here. Now, here's the chain of events, right? The rollout of Gavin Newsom as a national figure. Now he's going to debate Ron DeSantis. Does an interview with 60 Minutes saying uh, he's not ruling out now any kind of presidential run when a few months ago he was adamant that we're not running, I'm not running for president. I support Joe Biden. 
polls coming out with just all just they're not even real just terrible internals all right to 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 make it look like biden is losing by 10 points to 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 trump um another poll comes out that shows a, a, a clear majority of democrats want a different nominee and now this is the third day in a row one of the top stories is driving this news cycle suddenly now there, there's a there's a, a massive investigation into joe biden's handling of classified documents similar to what donald trump's been indicted for down in florida this is this is we can do this the easy way joe or we could do this the hard way but either way you're going i think this is pretty obvious now is there any debate left? If, if, there was any, if there was any debate after the last two days in a row we talked about this, just real quick, because I want to move on to something else. Is there absolutely any debate at all? That's what's happening here now. A banana republic, if you can keep it, Steve. I think that's what they're trying to do. I just don't know. I think there is truly going to be some dissension within the ranks of whatever which which wings of hell want what if you get my if you catch my drift i uh, do to think that there will be some dissension i i, I think and i'm here for it i'm well i'm with you on both of those counts correct but that's also why you do it now and not next year this is why you do it now you get all that out of the way now and you you've got all your ducks all everything all lined up in a row and you're ready to go for next year Okay, um, man, so I, I've not addressed this. I've not commented on this yet um, on any social media platform. I have, I have shared what other people have said about it and the corrections and stuff they have made. But I, I, I have to tell you, this is, um, you know, we, we all have points where you ask yourself man what are we doing and what is the point and how much how much more of this is it is it worthy to take are you willing to take and if you're going to do this for a living and you want and you want to be any form of truth based you're just going to have to have those points much further down the line than the other person. Otherwise, you're not going to last long doing this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it's a little bit like, you know, in, in a different context, if, you know, if you want to build skyscrapers, you're, you're probably going to have to have a lot less fear of heights than the average person. Fair? Yes. I mean, you've seen those, those photos of the guys working on the skyscrapers in New York City in like the 20s yeah. and the 30s, just out there on beams, violating every OSHA standard known to man, having a pail, just eating a lunch. We were great once. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, that's just truly frightening. All right. But if that's, the, I mean, if, if you're going to sign up to be a soldier um, and you're going to have to have a, a, a different level of courage and bravery when it comes to your physical health and your life expectancy potentially at a moment's notice than the average person. Fair? Mm-hmm. There's just certain, no matter what arena you're working in, um, there are just certain things that to be highly successful in that arena, you're going to have to have more tolerance for or bravery in the face of than the average person would, which is why they don't work in that arena. In this one, if now, if you don't want to be truth-based at all, and you know there's a boom market for that, then what I'm about to say is not relevant to you. But if you want to be truth-based at all, then 
the the cost of that will be you're going to have to tolerate constantly having people stab you in the back, constantly having people become friends again, and then they'll stab you in the back later. You're, that's just that's just that's the truth is a dividing line, and so you're just going to have to decide, you know, how much you really need or require the consistent approval of the crowd because the mob is fickle and most of the time people tend to embrace truth on whether it furthers their narrative not on whether something is true and that's that's been a that's been true throughout all of human history it, it's probably just more true now in this era maybe than it's ever been before are those things fair sure and and so i like i'm not surprised at, at how many of you have emailed me in the last few months to tell me that you really appreciated what I did for you during COVID, but now I'm terrible. I mean, a lot of you have emailed that to me. And, and if you go look at what I said about COVID and Trump last year and the year before and the year before that, am I saying anything differently than I ever said before? Nothing. My, my message has not changed at all. No. What changed? Well, your boy's running for president again, so you changed. I didn't change. You did. So, I mean, I, I knew that was coming. It's disappointing to read that, but, yeah, that's Tuesday in this line of work. I, I don't know how, what else to say other than when I saw these comments from Carrie Lake yesterday, my heart hurt. I mean, I wasn't even mad. Just my heart hurt. Just deeply disappointing. And here's the thing, man. You can, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do it this way. I, I know people lying in politics is a given. We've seen that throughout the course of human history, too. Yep. True. But most of the time when people lie, it's because they, they feel like they have to. Like they can't, they can't tell you the truth. Right? What's unique about this era, you know, you have a saying when it comes to the other side, the lie is the point. Mm -hmm. People lie now because they want to. Or they're so debased, they, they just can't help themselves. Like if, if Carrie Lake would have said the following thing yesterday, I'm really just tired of Ron DeSantis being on his high horse about COVID. Everybody made mistakes during that era. He, uh, he locked his state down for a few weeks. He, uh, he was pushing the vaccine originally. Um, so the idea that he w foresaw everything perfectly and tiptoed between the raindrops and made no mistakes and, and, there, and, and the state of Florida didn't lose any bars or any small businesses that never came back because of the decisions he made is just simply not true. And he gets the benefit of hindsight of, 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 you know, he had the whole year of 2021 to, to, to see more data and make more decisions about what was really going on and what was really true or not. And he should get credit for that. But the idea that, you know, uh, he was the seer of Tallahassee and, and nailed everything and everybody else got it wrong. I'm just sick of hearing that. If she had said that, would that have ended up in your montage, Aaron? Probably not. No. Now, maybe that isn't entirely true, everything I just said, 
But there's certainly an element of truth to it, right? There was a there was a, 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 a brief period of time. It, remember, originally, DeSantis resisted locking down. Remember the story. They were having spring break down there, and people were losing their minds. And then after spring break, fine, they did lock down for a few weeks in April. And then by May 1, they were completely reopened all over again. That, so it is, it is true that he did lock down. Yeah. It is true that uh, school districts and cities and stuff in Florida did try to impose mask mandates, and then he had to he had to fight them and ban them from doing that. The difference being, DeSantis is a man who realized he was wrong, got pissed off, he was scammed, right, and then went about correcting the situation. Correct. Unlike Donald Trump, who just doubles, triples. That's correct too. Down. That's correct too. But if you're Carrie Lake and you take that line of attack, then then what you have said is not patently untrue. It's not truthless. There's truth in the things you said. And then you rely on DeSantis and his team to come back and, and provide the context that you just did. Yes. That's politics, yes. right? Okay. That wouldn't even be a story. And that would have also been a very effective line of defense for her. Instead, she just, I don't know what else to say, just lied. Like, nothing she said was true. In context or out. And she and, and I just I said in 2022 I thought she was one of the best candidates I've ever seen. When I got out of the hospital earlier this year, uh, you know, her and her team were very gracious to me and and sent me well wishes and I appreciated that. Uh, we shared the stage together in July at the Family Leadership Summit. And she could not have been sweeter. She was extremely kind to both Amy and I and to everybody around her. I saw her treat Iowans extremely well off the air. And I bring those things up because I, I know she can, she, can and be be, she can and is better than this. And that's, that's just why it's just so disappointing. Is... is We've, we've moved, you know, we, we've. You just described the entire Republican electorate, by the way, when you say we, we moved. Yeah, that's this is this is an issue. She's just a poster child for a much broader issue that you are nailing on the head right now. You're it's better just, than this. I, I just it, it, it doesn't have to no. be like this. And I, you know, I've. I haven't talked about this movie in a long time, but um, if you're new to this show, you haven't heard me talk about a movie called Joshua before, and that movie's about 20 years old now. And it's based on a series of books written by a, a retired Catholic priest, and Joshua was the first in the series, and they turned it into a movie. Tony Goldwyn plays Jesus, and the, the movie is about how, what would have happened if... Uh, if Jesus had just now come back. And so he comes to this town in the Midwest, Auburn, Indiana or something, and uh, played by Tony Goldwyn and just starts doing the stuff and saying the stuff that Jesus did in the Gospels. And it's just an extremely well-done film. And there's a scene in the movie where he's just kind of walking around at night, seeing what's going on in the city, and he comes upon like an old-style tent revival event. 
and there's a guy pretending to do faith healings up on the stage and he's got the earpiece in and the people in the in the in the bird's nest are telling him all right here's where the mark is calling this person heal this person then do the collection you know and in the front row there's this really pretty blind young girl and she's there man fully believing she's she's coming to get her miracle she's gonna she she believes but of course since she's sincere they're not going to call on her you know, and so Jesus walks in and he stands back for a while and he watches how this whole parade of just this sham of just farce of just, you know, carnism is, is, is just, you know, going on. And he doesn't cause a scene. He doesn't scream, doesn't yell. Um, he just solemnly but sternly walks down the aisle while this show is going on. Now, the show continues to go on. And in the middle of it, he just walks down the aisle while the show goes on, bends down in front of that blind girl, takes off her glasses, and gives her her sight back. And then when she stands up and says, I can see, now the show stops. And the fake up on the stage stops too. And you wonder, man, what is he going to say to this guy? Right? And he gives him maybe the harshest rebuke of them all. Remember when you were a kid, man, and your mom said, I'm just disappointed in you. And you're like, damn, can dad come home and beat me a little bit? That was worse. To hear mom say that was worse than wait till your dad comes home. Dad, come home, give you a whooping. It'll suck for 10 minutes. It'll go away. But when mom says, I'm, I'm just really disappointed, man, that, that could ruin the rest of your day, man. I mean, I, that could ruin a couple of days. Like your heart just sinks, you know? What's worse than disappointing your mama? And this is what Jesus does to this guy up on the stage. And he looks at him. And he says these words. You don't have to do it this way. You don't, you don't have to do it this way. Because that implies that there could have been a real healing here tonight. There could have been a miracle here tonight. You, you really could have potentially been a vessel for something prophetic here tonight. You just, you chose not to be. You, you chose not to. You chose to desecrate the stage instead. You didn't have to do it this way. And, and that's exactly how I felt when I saw these comments from her yesterday. I didn't get upset. I didn't, I, I just... I did a debate on, uh, um, on Friday, I think it was. Tom Woods, the great libertarian, best-selling author, thinker, good guy. And he asked me to come on his podcast and, and do a debate with a Trump supporter on who's the better candidate. And I didn't really want to do it because I knew how it would go. And it ended up going exactly the way that I thought. But Tom is a good dude, and, and so I said, fine. And at one point... Tom asks the, the guy who's, and his name was, it, I don't remember his name, something wax. The dude that got fired from the Babylon Bee for calling some woman, was it Jenna Ellis, a no, really bad name? No, it was name? Christina, it was... Uh, oh, Christina Pushaw. Yeah, I called her just a vile name on Twitter, and so the Babylon Bee just fired him on the, over the, right there on Twitter after he did this. Do you remember this? It was about six months ago, I think it was. And uh, at one point, Tom asks him, how do you feel about Trump just lying and quoting MSNBC articles to attack DeSantis on COVID? And his answer was, oh, I'm totally fine with it. It's working. So I hope he keeps doing it. 
And I, I don't know what to say to that. So, you know, and I, I just looked at him. I don't know when the debate will come out sometime this week. I just looked at him. I didn't know what else to say. So I just looked at him and said, well, now I know why the Babylon Bee fired your ass. I didn't know. What, nice. what, there's nothing else to say to that. We're not, there's nothing to do but rebuke that. Like there's, there's, there's no debate now. There's no substance happening here. You're not interested in any substance. As you, you've become what we accuse the other side of, which is what you said. The lie is the point. He just literally said in this debate, the lie is the point. Well, it seems to be working. So I hope yeah. we just keep lying like that. The lie is the point. Except now we're lying to our own people. Now we're lying about our own people. And we just don't have to do it this way. It's just deeply, just very, 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 very disappointed. Well, I'm going to remind you one more time why I say that. The lie is the point. It's not because it's rhetorical flourish. It's because you need to understand this, whether we're talking about politics, anything, your backyard, local, federal, president, Carrie Lake. You have to understand something about yourself. Why wouldn't you lie? If your bottom line at the end of the day and whatever you're talking about isn't the good, the true and the beautiful. Those are the things of God. If you're really comfortable lying about things, it's because those aren't your priorities. And it's abundantly clear they aren't our priorities in this culture on any level, anywhere. So you're probably a liar. And oh, by the way, the devil is the father of lies. So that's who you work for. That's where we're at. We, the simple truth of it is right out of the gate, we will fall in love with lying. It will be our master plan. We won't be able to get enough of it. Why wouldn't we? What would stop us from lying? If it gets us what we want, that's who we are. That's what the Lord saved us from. You must come to terms with that. If you don't understand that, you, you're going to be a drunken liar your entire life. It's inevitable. Just very disappointed. I'm just, 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 just very, very disappointed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Back here on the Steve Day Show, this portion of it brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. They've got a special treat for you. It is the Sunai Illogico Malbec, a never-before imported gem from deep 
within the Calaki Valley of Argentina. That's a vineyard at a breathtaking nearly 9,000 feet of altitude. It's the third highest vineyard in the world, and it produces the Sunaya Logico that is at 91 points, no fining or filtration done. So that preserves its true natural taste. It's also got 90% less sugar, over 90% uh, less sugar than your, your bulk grocery store red wines. And Bonner Private Wines is the sole importer of this amazing Malbec wine. And we've arranged here on the show to get you a bottle of this exclusive wine by visiting bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve and become a member of the Bonner Private Wine Partnership. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. But act fast. This exclusive Malbec sells out quickly and you don't want to miss your chance. If you visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, you'll not only get other wines for over 50% off, you'll get free shipping as well. Can't beat it. Bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Before we get to buy, sell, or hold, breaking news, Donald Trump is now going after pro-life groups in an interview that just became public here in the last hour, uh, accusing them of being grifters and not really in, not really uh, interested in saving babies. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm here for this. I... We talked about this a few days ago. This is, he, we were, it was, it was too soon, but now that we are in a full-fledged King Nebuchadnezzar thing now. He is, he is going to be used to expose God's people because here's the thing that Trump is saying. It's the, the ironic thing is that it's actually true. It's just true about the very pro-life leaders that'll cover for people like Donald Trump saying heartbeat bills are terrible and we need to become pro-choice now. It's, it, they'll be the first ones. They'll be the ones. We got to get a seat at the table. Got to get. They'll be the first ones. They will line up to kiss his ass, no matter what position he takes. So, again, it, it's true. Maybe not for the reasons that he is saying it, but it is true. It'll just be true about the ones that will line up to say, well, it doesn't matter what, pro, what uh, abortion position Trump takes. Uh, the polls say he can win, so get your seat at the table. That's who these people have been for decades. And I, I mean, I, I am extremely excited to see how this group of people are going to navigate this. Do you guys have any comments on this before we get to buy, sell, or hold? You're not seeing any specific responses from anybody. This just came out yeah. like in the this, literally as we were doing the opening to the show, this interview became public. So I've not seen a response from anybody. See, yet. What's funny is this is more likely to draw a fast and furious response from some of these groups than Trump's other comments to Megyn Kelly. Exactly right. You're right. Explain why you said that. Because, hey. Calling pro-life legislation terrible. Oh, that's that's not the that's not what we need. You know, threatening our very way of life. Hey, you can't do that, man. Yes, you're right. That's also the irony here. Is it will be? I think these comments that will draw a much sterner rebuke than betraying them on legislation, because now, wait a minute. This this 80 year old who's whose political brand has lost the last three elections and win or lose, this is his last lap around the track. We're going to let this guy blow up our entire gravy train here. You know what I'm saying? Is that what you're saying, Aaron? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. 
this has everything to do with what I closed yeah, the last segment on about the lie being the point. Was your point all along the good, the true, and the beautiful? And even if it was, is it now? What what changed? Because it seems like there's something bigger than saving babies at foot. You got to ask yourself that. Because this is like all the government programs that started off with good intentions but ended up staying indefinitely. This isn't a governing program, but is it there just to exist now? Just to be? The people have made this point about the parade or the march, but maybe it's more apt to call it a parade. I mean, what what are we doing and why? Because... If this is really a holocaust, if this is babies being thrown into volcanoes to pagan gods, which it is, I don't know. Is Do we look like the warriors who are stepping up year after year after year fighting that cause? Is that what it is still about? It's a legit question. It is. Whether Donald Trump or anybody else. See, that's the thing with the Steve said about why you're going to make enemies. Because you're not a respecter of persons. It it doesn't matter who says it. Is that the truth? Hmm. Is that the truth? Our faith, look at what the the, the Jewish people had to wrestle with. The Gospels are about this. It doesn't look like the truth. It's the most truthful thing you've ever known. It doesn't matter what you think it looked like. That's the bottom line about the truth. It just is what it is. Just to reset really quick, the Nebuchadnezzar reference, the, the, and I'm, I'm saying this somewhat tongue in cheek, obviously, I don't know, you know, I'm not a capital P prophet, but I have read the word of God pretty extensively. And is there, and are there repeated examples of God using pagan elements, um, humanistic or godless elements to judge his own people when they have turned away from his word. Couple of times. Couple of times, yeah. In fact, whole books about that, as a matter of fact. Whole long chapters in history about that, as a matter of fact. So yeah. it. I'm not, I don't know for sure. I don't know, but man, I do know there's a lot of biblical precedent for figures like Donald Trump being used by God to judge the duplicity and unrighteousness and, and double-mindedness and unfaithfulness of his own people. So would I have preferred that the movements and groups people like me were involved in for the last decade or so to try, to try and create a more principled pro-life movement, that that would have been ultimately what, what brought that back fully into the light that would have been my preference but you know that's not what happened so if it takes a character like donald trump to call some of these people out and expose them even if he's doing it for the exact opposite reasons all right then maybe what god intended i'm i'm totally okay with it you know we we said in 2016 that that Trump was neither the symptom or the cause mm-hmm. or the the solution that he was I'm sorry he was neither the cause nor the solution but a symptom of the of the the era that that people had just grown tired of the system and he was the uncond- he he was basically the system's judgment and whatever you thought about him um it was you know if you thought man he's too uh, he's too dishonest he's immoral well that's who you are 
And people have grown tired of it. At least now, maybe he'll do some things that people actually like while being like that, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. this, is, this seems to be kind of continuing on, this exact same thing. Nothing has changed. I mean, he is going to expose people. and The weather is just blowing. Yep. And it's a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. All right. This is where Aaron... With some help from his friends, all of you in the audience, tosses towards Todd and I, lists, prophecies, predictions, uh, and Todd, you and I will decide, hot takes, you and I will decide whether we're buying it, whether we're selling it. Once per episode, you are permitted a hold, but if you actually use it, then you have punked out, violated the dude code, and... You've got to go. You've got to go get to the bottom of how Lindsey Graham celebrated Donald Trump publicly defending him yesterday as his friend in South Carolina. You're going to find out how did Lindsey Graham celebrate Donald Trump going to the mattresses for good old Lindsey Graham to stay in South Carolina yesterday. No, not interested. No, no. All right, a thousand times no. All right, we're going to start off with a really normal one. This is classified traffic emails. Who has this? Taylor Swift is the Antichrist. She's not the Antichrist. Sell. Come on. This is we're getting we're getting closer though. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's like closer. So, I, I'm sorry, but like I, it's I, I wish I could remember. There's just I've only heard it once. One person put it on there. I don't remember if they were famous or anonymous, but like the soap operas for men. It, it's just so true. They're still talking about it. That's all they're talking about. It's, it's just amazing. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Well, we could talk about that in sports. We could talk about how the white coach is racist because he uh, it's, he beat the, 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 the black multi-millionaire coach 42 to 6. Is that happening? Yeah, and yes. And you, it was the most predictable thing ever, yeah. actually. Yeah. Most men these days, even if they're watching football or sports all the time, all they are is a 13-year-old girl with a Taylor Swift song in their heart. Yeah. It's pathetic. That's a great line. Next, we go to Florida. Pete, DNC superdelegates will swoop in and name the Democrat nominee when it's too late for any of the other candidates to win the primary, like usual. So DNC superdelegates are going to end up deciding. Well, that's, that's true for sure. I agree. I don't disagree with that. They always do. That's their process. That, that's how it's going to work. I, I think you are watching DNC superdelegates. De you are watching them decide now. Yeah. That's what I think you're watching. And somebody else more powerful is deciding for them. Oh. Test me. Mm-hmm. I hear you. The board is set. The pieces are moving. Yep. I think I'm picking up what you're laying down, yeah. brother. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Auburn Tiger 89 says, Scott Pressler, that's the persistence on Twitter. He's a GOP um, get out the vote guy, and he does all sorts of get out the vote efforts around the country. Scott Pressler is doing more to get Republicans elected than the Republican Party. I have no idea who Scott Pressler is until you just it's told a me, safe bet. but I will buy it based on what you just told me. It's a pretty yes. safe bet. Yeah. Next, Lisa Parrish. If DeSantis were to win the presidency, we'll see a flurry of deep state players suddenly announcing their retirement in December of 2024 in hopes of avoiding prosecution now that they've returned to being private citizens. I, I think you will see some of this. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've seen it before. It's not any different than when you see retirements, when one party anticipates that a, an electoral avalanche is going to go against them. You see some of the older uh, senior members of that 
of that uh, side announced their retirements, you know, to get out of the way of the the coming voter wave against their party. You see that kind of stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. So I could absolutely see it. Yeah. I I don't think any of them will resign if, if Trump is elected president. I don't think you'll see that with him at all. But you see James Clapper out there clutching his pearls. He thinks he might get thrown into jail if Trump is elected in if, 2024. If, if, if only James Clapper's take on Donald Trump were true. Yeah. If it were, we wouldn't even be having half of the conversations right. we're having right, right now. Yeah. Jacob Kwasney says, as a Notre Dame fan, it's progress that we choked in a or chalked in a big game instead of getting blown out in a big game. I don't. I'm selling. That was just a. That, that was just a good football game. Don't overthink it. Somebody, it, somebody loses really good football games, and it is the fashionable thing to do, to go into woe and the lamentation if your team just just happened to lose. So don't over. It's just a. It was just a good football game. I'm glad you brought that up, because, I mean, I I just as someone who handles when his team loses losing and loses with the with the utmost grace under pressure <laughs> and maturity i couldn't even say it i couldn't get it out i tried <laughs> um you guys have been to the playoffs twice in the last 5 years you were in the national championship game so in the last decade Notre Dame's been in the national championship game and been to the college football playoff twice. Where's this thing about just choking all the time? I don't. Do you know? Do you know what that's about? No, I don't either. Now you do need to win some more bowl games. I mean, I I think Notre Dame last won a bowl game of consequence uh, when Frank Leahy was coach. I mean, it, it's been a minute. Okay, like I don't think they've won a major bowl game, a major postseason game since '93 Cotton Bowl. When Lou Holtz was still there, I think it was the last time they they won a major postseason game. So if you want to narrow it down to that, okay. But in terms of the regular season, Notre Dame's been a top five, six, seven program for the better part of the last decade. You went to a national championship game, you uh, and you've been to the playoff twice. That's three. That's three elite seasons in in the span from 2012 to 2022. I mean, I just I don't. I don't see a bunch of choking there at all. I just don't. So I'm going to sell. Yep. Sorry, Todd. Most people who watch college football are just uh, a teenage girl with a Taylor Swift song there in their heart. Um, we're staying on college football. Jeff Boswell says the Washington football team slash Redskins should be renamed as the Washington Hawkeyes as it's the least offensive name possible. <sighs> the least. Oh, wow. That's, that's brutal, man. At least. That's pretty <laughs> who, who did that? That's my buddy, Jeff. That. It took me like. That had layers. Like there was the first taste, yes. and then there's just more, and it grows, it just it, blooms. It's, indeed, it, it's that is the uh, that's similar to the take of who will break. You had that the other day, Aaron. Who's going to break Travis Kelsey's heart worse? Yeah, Taylor Swift or Pfizer? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, no, but this is. But this, this has this has several layers to it yes. as well. And, and and this is your buddy. You said yeah. is he a Hawkeye fan? Oh yeah. See now this is where you got to worry. And I've been here as a Lions fan. Okay. When what people often ask, what happens after indifference? So you never just quit on your team. Like you don't ever just stop watching. So what happens after indifference is you turn on your team. Yeah, no. You, and, 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 and Hawkeye fans, I think, are there now after see, this offensive performance. In a different context, there are some serious people 
who are seriously smart, who support Trump, not because they like his policies, his platforms, his personality, but they believe he's an accelerationist to get us to the yep. inevitable nihilistic end that we're going to. And I, I respect now, that take, actually. And I'm, I am now an accelerationist when it comes to, yep. to my Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm like, I want them to lose. I, I, I am. I do want them to lose now. I know they're probably not going to because the Charmin soft schedule probably will not allow them to lose, but I want them to lose now because, the, I mean, I thought two years ago, there's no way it could get There's no way I've it could get worse. I've been in that situation as a Lions year, fan. And I, it got worse. I this year, there's no way it could get worse than last year. It's getting worse. I have I, I, The Lions have put me in a situation of doing that many times. I mean, Michigan put me there a couple of times. I mean, I was scared to death that if Brady Hoke found a way to beat Ohio State, they at the end there, they, they'd still keep him. And so I was like rooting for Ohio State to not just win, but drub us. And we had, a, we had, a, we had one season where we had a team of, of guys who went on to be like all-time great players at Michigan. We went seven and five, seven and four. And I'm like, man, we, we're, we're the biggest favorite in the bowl season. We need Nebraska to win this Alamo Bowl because if Nebraska beats us and we go 7-5, and five, that's going to compel Lloyd Carr to make the changes that need to be made. That's what happened. And the next year, Michigan started 11-0. and 0. So I, I totally get being in that position. Absolutely. Yeah. And frankly, you know what? If I didn't have kids and a grandkid on the way, I might be in that. Let's just accelerate the nihilistic position. But, but I, I do have kids and a grandkid on the way, so I'm not as eager to get to the nihilistic end as maybe other people who don't. More in a moment. Two live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Totters and Aaron McIntyre. And then, of course, all of you who make the show possible. Uh, please let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, Me, We, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, TikTok. You can also find me over on Truth Social there. At Real Steve Dace, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. And if you listen to the podcast, I was looking at our podcast ratings this morning again, and they're really going strong. They continue to go strong. So we can't say enough, uh, but uh, just to say thank you over and over again. Uh, please, if you've yet to do this, uh, hit subscribe, or in the case of iTunes, follow. And that way, every new episode we do will show up in your feed right after we do one. And then also leave us a five-star review. I would have figured, you know, what was it? I think there were like four shows in the industry that had uh, at least 5,000 reviews and were averaged 4.9 out of five stars. And we were one of them or something like that, right? I thought for sure after some of the buttons we pushed the last few weeks that... uh, Maybe we were down to like at least a 4.8. No, I looked this morning. We're still rolling at a 4.9. So thank you so much for that. If you've yet to leave us a five-star review, please do so if you love us. Um, and uh, we appreciate each and every one of them. Part two of Buy, Southern Hold brought to you by Sweat Block. Have you guys seen the weather forecast later this week? It's going to get warm again. Yeah, summer is not going to let go. So going to be back into the 90s here this weekend, uh, and that means the heat is on here in the Midwest again. Uh, maybe where you, le- where you live, the heat has never left. 
Uh, or maybe the heat just gets on you when it comes to a high pressure, high adrenaline situation. Um, you know, adrenaline doesn't just kick in because we feel pressure. It kicks in because we feel excitement, you know. And so you could have excessive sweating when we're talking about public speaking, public singing, um, a first date, uh, a job interview or job review. Make sure you're prepped with our friends over at Sweatblock. They are the solution to your excessive sweating. Get the antiperspirant wipes. Those work for several days at a time. They've got a fantastic deodorant stick themselves. I love the deodorant lotions. They're good on your skin and help some of those uh, more sensitive areas to stay uh, a little less, uh, a lot less swampy. And you can get 20% off with the discount code DACE, my last name, when you go to sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com, discount code DACE for 20% off. 20% off, discount code DACE at sweatblock.com. Aaron, let's continue on. All right, I need to cycle through these as I was adjusting some things on the fly here. Uh, We will continue with this from Eric. Donald Trump will tell us we have to fold on the budget battle this week for us to grow the independent voters and explain how debt is actually a great deal. Sell. I mean, you've got... um, Well... I was going to say sell because you've got people like Gates and others who are out there now fighting for what we were talking about on this show weeks, if not months ago. And so I was about to say, I I just don't think Trump would come out and undermine and undercut guys like Gates. And I had to self-edit and stop myself because who was one of the leaders in the stop Kevin McCarthy from becoming speaker back in January? Gates. Gates was. And, And what did Trump do? He supported him. No, no, he, he undermined him. He undercut him. The the famous uh, photo of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene handing the phone to Gates and Donald and, and it and it says uh, uh, DT is the initials on the phone. Remember that photo? Oh yes. Almost as if hey daddy, like your sister just called uh, daddy and she told on you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna still say sell. Um, because it, it, it does appear, it took Trump a few, a little bit, but it does appear he recognizes that this is really the only option to substantively f- push back on the weaponization. But man, I, I, I'm not as confident in that answer as I was yeah. five minutes ago. I'm buying. Next, Kenneth Wiggins says the Fetterman body doubles were all lobotomized in order to make them more convincing. <laughs> you know what? If this is a snotty leftist sending us this, you have my respect. That's a phenomenal troll on your part. That is. That is a phenomenal troll. And, and I kind of hope you are, because I just appreciate good work, and that is. So I'll buy. I love it. Sure. Yeah. Next, we go to Paul Howard. The GOP fully understands lawfare and will now use it on opponents. The problem is its opponents are conservatives. See Ken Paxton. Mm. My brother. That's um, my man. Our work here is done. I think the show is that's precisely has what run that its was. course. That's it's precisely what that was. I think the, I think you guys have you guys have starting to figure this thing out. Yes. Yes. That's that's exactly what you're saying. I mean, did you ever see President Trump as ruthless to congressional Democrats as he's being to Ron, been to Ron DeSantis the last three months? Nope. Remember when he tried to, he was going to have the grand bargain on uh, amnesty. Remember this? Yes. With Chuck and uh, 
and Nancy, that was over some holiday weekend, if I recall. And he offered them full amnesty for all the dreamers, the biggest amnesty in, in American history. And Chuck and Nancy came back and said, well, well if you're going to offer us that, then we want amnesty for everybody. And, the, and they, we actually had a government shutdown over amnesty for like a, a day or something. Do you remember this? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you guys weren't here yet, but some of you were listening to this show 10, 11 years ago. When I was on Salem Radio pointing out Mitt Romney it was a hell of a lot harder on Rick Santorum and Newt Gingrich than he ever was on Barack Obama. A lot more ruthless. This is, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing has. Of course they're going to use it against us. Because the only party that hates us more than the Democrats are the Republicans. My man Paul, or is it Paulie? Paulie. Is an oracle. And he has received the word from on high. Listen to him. He speaks truth. Todd, any thoughts? Well, the only question moving forward is, I mean, this should be the kind of thing that the people of Texas now cause them to rise up and make sure that I never make a joke again about don't mess with Texas. But, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath. I mean, honestly, this should be like over my dip. We are going full Sam Houston on your ass going forward. That's what this should be. Next, Glenn's narrator. (laughs) That's not going to happen. I'm sorry, go ahead. Glenn's Town Cattle says, Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey team up to run in 2024 to ensure a win so they can finish what Barack started. Sell. Why are you selling? I mean, I... Big Mike and the Big O? Yeah, no, it's not going to be both of them together. But Share one of them, why not? Since you gave me a package deal, I'm going to sell. I, I absolutely could see Big Mike being the nominee. Especially if they get to run against Trump. Because yeah. you're, she's, she's essentially involved. She's now been uh, immunized against all of his attacks. They can just all sit there and, and laugh and say, ha ha, we've heard all this before, all the silly name calling. It won't come across as brutal or anything. They'll just completely laugh it off. Um, but you have to understand... For the Obamas, they're making stupid money right now, guys. Stupid money. They're buying Aaron Spelling-esque mansions right now. They're making stupid money. The, the spirit of the age, ha, you know, is, is, has provided them a really good retirement package. So you have to ask yourself if you're them. If you can wield all this power behind the scenes, right. well, that's... Then, then why go in front of the camera yeah. and risk exposure? You can continue to make all this stupid money, and you're, the, you're really the power behind the scenes anyway, right? I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's the craziest thing ever, but it's not the money. It is the power. They are wielding it right now. Right. If you can do that and have everything else on top of it, what do you gain by then being in the spot? And I, then I think that would just be about personal to Michelle and what he, she wants. But see, this is why here, this is also, why I think it's, it's, it's Gavin Newsom. This is also why he's the, he's the play. Where's all the kvetching about um, Kamala Harris? Where's all the, you know, if, if Joe Biden goes down, it's time for a woman president, particularly a black woman. It's like she doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. 
that that's what tells me Newsom is the play. She they're not even pretending to have that intersectionality conversation. They're not even pretending to. Nothing. I, I think that that's why Newsom is clearly whom the 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 people who uh, the entities or the entity really running the Democratic Party truly wants. And as you said, quoting Gandalf, the board is set. The pieces are in motion. Yes. Next, this is from Andrew Parr. Don't really know what he means by it, but that's the point of taking it. We may actually be more in line with the Ezekiel and not Romans right now. You mean, well, you, you mean in terms of Ezekiel, pro, you know, that's uh, what speaking I think. prophetically to that's a dead I, civilization yeah, that's, that's in captivity? Fully yeah. captured, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I, I, I just get antsy. I get antsy when we draw direct parallels between the United States and Israel, because I think there's only one prophetic nation God has ever called or chosen, and it's them. I think the founders of this country intentionally invoked some of that history to try to apply it to us in a civil arena. Okay? But, but the people who founded and framed the country attempting to emulate in their own imperfect way that relationship with with our creator is not the same as the creator himself directly putting his hand on human history to call a nation and a people unto himself like he did with Israel. Am I drawing that distinction clearly? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, 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 it's one thing. It's, it's one thing when you have a child and, and, and you put your purpose, you intended to have a child, and you put your purpose and intent into that child, okay? It's another thing when you have a relationship with somebody that you don't, that is not your child, but they admire you or they, they desire to be mentored by you, and so they kind of want to emulate that relationship, and, and, and you're okay with that, but it's not the same as a relationship you would actually have with a child that you, I don't know, maybe I'm not drawing that. I'll stop. We got gotcha. you. I'm not making that point. Okay. Next, Bama conservative says, Decrepit Don will announce a running mate before DeSantis. Sell. I think... You have to understand, showing weakness on any level or anything perceived to be showing weakness on any level is anathema to Trump. That's branding. And so the decision to, to go early with a running mate will be looked at as a, a stunt like what Cruz did with Carly Fiorina and will be seen as a sign of weakness. Like he doesn't think he can, he can get across the finish line on his own. Okay. Trump worships himself and he is a jealous God and he will not share himself with another. Yeah, I agree with Stephen. It's likely tactically that I mean that it, saying you need this earlier uh, doesn't. It it just is a a reality about the lay of the land. I think DeSantis likely will need to earlier. I think he'll have good options to to play. I think it would be a smart leadership decision to put this out there. So yeah, I th- I think it's likely that DeSantis does it earlier. I have a follow-up question for this. I just thought of it. 
And so there's, there's, when I ask this question, there's nothing behind it at all. And I'm not giving you something I heard from a birdie or anything. Okay. Nothing. I literally just, this, this showed up in the, the bowels of my brain in the last 10 seconds. I'll ask it in a minute after I tell you about the Refocus podcast. You know, we were just talking about, are we Romans 1 or Ezekiel? As if either one of those, by the way, are warm and fuzzy options. All right. So um, you might be looking for resources on what to do in a post-Christian culture. Check out the Refocus podcast with Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family. Venerable organization's been around for over 40 years. Jim's been president there for almost half of that time. Uh, And over the years, uh, they have reached millions of people. Uh, and, and shared God's truth with millions of people. If, if you're concerned about failing marriages, your children being misled, uh, the truth being turned upside down all of the time, uh, and you're looking for resources, we can only give you a couple of hours a day, right? I mean, we, we don't have the capability of doing, you know, 24 hours of live shows on the blaze, you know? So there's always other options to help fill the void that you need. And uh, the Refocus podcast with Jim Daly could be one of them. Available on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Refocus from Jim Daly is the podcast. Refocus from Jim Daly. All right. Okay. A week before the Iowa caucuses, Ron DeSantis announces Kim Reynolds is my running mate. Oh, that's brilliant. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just popped into my, mm. it popped into my brain when you brought that, when, after what Todd, you said. Actually, I, mean, I, I don't uh, think it's, I, you mean, I think it's a, why play, why play that card then? It's, a, I think you'd only do it if you were feeling a little, Desperate. That doesn't seem like DeSantis doesn't operate okay. out. It, it seems out of character to him. Said I'm going to win this on my own terms, and then, and then later on at a more at a time where the profit that you can gain from it will be viewed as more savvy instead of desperate. Okay. I mean, maybe the more savvy thing is, is now this would be running a risk, but. You know, you have her endorse a week or two before the Iowa caucuses. And then in the week, it's a week between Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire, right? Yeah, it's, it's a couple. Yeah, a couple weeks. Couple in, weeks that, I think. in that yeah. time, that's when you announce that she's running. I, you know what? I almost wonder if that could hurt him. Could Iowans be really pissed off? Wait, we had to replace the governor too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Could there be a group of Iowans that are like, you're going to take the governor away from us at the same time? You know, I don't know. All right, let's continue on. This one's from Crippled Dog, a.a.a. Chuck Tuthill. Our downfall as a society started when cup holders were put in recliners. Does Chuck go home to his lazy boy at, at night and be like, screw you, man. Cup holders. I just, I don't understand how this could possibly be your line in the sand. I don't. Do you know, Todd? Mr. Irascible, do you know? How cup holders could have been a, a, a clear sign of weakness. Cup holders uh, in the recliners. I mean, I'd, I'd go something way before that. So, I'm, I mean, I think we were well ensconced in our downfall by the time that probably came along. That just seems so, so random. Yes. How could cup holders in a recliner Chuck's, you're generate... Us, man. You're generate, killing us. I, could, I, could I amend it to say... 
the clear sign that we were a doomed civilization was Chuck's submission to buy seller. <laughs> I just, how does cup holders in a recliner create this level of metaphysical response? I don't know. Recline. I don't know either. See, I, I'm, but I'm different. Like I'm, I'm uncomfortable in a recliner. Like that's too, it's too comfortable. Like okay. I, I don't. Okay. I am. I would be like this. You can't be this entrenched. I need to be. I need to be nimble. I need to be ready to go. That's too much. Can't, can't have a recliner. Okay. So what is your preferred? Seat. What is your preferred just chair? A, just a chair. Just not gonna do this thing and let the feet up. No, I mean, I mean, maybe when I'm like post seventy-five, if the Lord blesses me with that much time. But before that, you got to be ready to go. You got to be. It, it has to be wicker or yeah. wood that's not sanded. It's an Adirondack chair um, that everybody says is comfortable, but really isn't. In fact, it's just a bench. Yeah, he just sits on metal benches. That's what he has in his home: metal benches. Just so his back stays strong. No support. Well, I'm not the only one who lives there. If I was alone, perhaps, but... Oh, oh trust me. If I was alone... This is riveting. If I lived alone, <laughs> my wife will tell you what what my life... I be, it, Like, philosophically, I believed, like, you should be able to put most of your belongings in the back of a, a good-sized pickup truck and be able to move along. I mean, it would be, it would be pretty Spartan. Let's, let's Todd go. Todd believes the stigmata is therapeutic. That's a blessing. <laughs> yes. It's a blessing. Of course it's a blessing, but it's more than that to you. It is a therapeutic. Uh, let's go from that to uh, the rapture. Tiny Johnny says. <laughs> <laughs> Love our people. What a segue. <laughs> Love our people. Now, this has a lot of moving parts, so I know... Uh, the pat answer is, uh, tell me, too many moving parts. So, but it is so. the rapture we're talking about. So. so if it's true, there would be a lot of moving just, parts. Yeah, a lot of things moving. So yeah. let's just do a buy, wholesale. That answer is not available. Too many moving parts sell. So just a wholesale buy, sell, or hold. Uh, Tiny Johnny says, if the rapture occurs, it won't be a big event, at least not at first. People live secluded lives, so it won't stick out. Churches will be mostly full. It will be spread out, so no mass disappearance. By the time it should be a big story, people's apathy will bury the story. Do you think in the coming technocratic dark ages, this is, this is a possibility? No, I don't. Um, it, it's estimated there's a billion Christians in the world. Let's say only 10% of them are true, spirit-filled, devoted, narrow road believers, okay? That's still like 100 million people, right? Isn't yeah. 10% of a billion 100 million? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's just no way that 100 million people instantly disappearing off the planet would, would not be a story. Now, I do think if you want to send me a submission saying... After the initial shock of such an event, the world would instantly or look to go right back to where things were before and come up with and conjure up excuses for what had just occurred. Um, 
as, Let's get as, back as, to our new normal. Yeah, as, as we ju- because COVID demonstrated that to us, uh, and, and COVID demonstrated how quickly the entire globe would adopt a narrative without a shot fired, without a sword clashed, without a treaty signed. Okay, and you know and, who understands that? You've all know a Harari. Correct. As we heard earlier, earlier I, that was that was on your montage yesterday. That you'll get me to do, but even even if only ten percent of the of the billion estimated Christians in the world are true, I'm on the narrow road narrow road for Christ. That's a hundred million people. There's just no way that that would that would that would not they'd, have some yeah. form of initial shock. They'd notice. They just wouldn't care. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Next up, we go to self-evident truths. The DeSantis Newsom debate on November 30th will be looked back upon as the first presidential debate of 2024. I will buy. Because I think the odds are increasing that at least one of those guys is going to be his party's nominee. Sure. Given what's going on right now. Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy that. Yeah. <clears throat> Next, we go to Michael Lacey. The top three hoaxes in U.S. history. This is a pretty high bar, so have a pretty high threshold for buying or selling. Three, the COVID jabs. Oh, that's got to be number one. Number two, climate change. I'm okay with that being on the list, but I mean, the, the, anything COVID-related has to be number one. And number one, the Republican Party. <laughs> that has to be number one. All right, now <laughs> we buried the lead there, okay? So <laughs> now that I see the punchline, uh, I'll buy. I love it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's sufficiently snotty. It is a good joke but the republican party remember its roots i mean if you take it seriously the other two had an undenial aspect of scam from the beginning i mean it's if he said the if he said the if he said the post reagan yes. republican party well, then, would you be okay with that then. yeah yeah because you're right i mean we, we kind of forget it it did win the civil war and ended reconstruction and yeah i mean there there once was a party called the republican party that you know. There once was a land called Rome. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yes. I will honor the man you once were. Yes. Whether, depending on we're living in an Ezekiel or Romans one world, yes, there once was a place. There once was a party. Yes. None of us remember much of any of those days, but this, this once did exist. Yes. Uh, we had a late breaking submission from one Eddie uh, who says this is Todd's ideal chair. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is why you have to uh, watch the show. If you're listening to the podcast. Yes. Buy, yes. sell, or hold. Todd, you digging that? Are those nails? Yeah, those are nails. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I like, I'm not going to lean into it that hard. That looks like a bit much. But I understand. I get you. I'm feeling you. Would you at least try it out? Probably not. I'm okay. maybe, I like, but I'm 51 now and. See, that's heartening. That's heartening yeah. to me. That he, when, he, was th- he, when he was 31. A bed of nails would have been my thing. But at 51, just really one rusty nail is all it takes. <laughs> Pumpkin Cat 1031 says, after the debate tonight, at least one candidate will drop out of the race. Gosh. From yeah, your lips yeah, to God's ears, I man. That's, that was okay. in my head when you said it. Yes. I mean, my I gosh. Take it. a hint. Goodness. I, it's getting so bad for Mike Pence. I'm starting to pity him. And you know what I think about that guy. All right. I mean, enough, man. Enough. And just think, that's what we think about him. Imagine the level of, like, 
your his followers like who what who are you why remember before the debate when there were some uh grifty paid for polls showing vivek was the number two candidate yes yeah is he even running like where the hell's he been for like a month and a half i think i just saw a commercial about him did you but yeah he has kind of uh, yeah and and i i I mean i i really thought him that him and desantis clearly performed better than anybody else in the debate but when I said that on the blaze here that night, I was talking about the second half of the debate when he actually talked about issues. And mm-hmm. the first half of the debate, it just goes to show, you know, and I, I, you know, I learned this being on the debate team with Ted in 2016. You really need, yes, clips can go viral, all right? But a lot of the, a lot of the, the movement in numbers will happen in real time not necessarily based on a, a viral clip. Like a, a viral clip will kind of confirm or cement what people thought when they watched the event live. But, but, but if you sucked the whole debate and you come up with, except for one moment, and you come up with like one viral event, and if that, if that event happened like in the last 10 minutes of the debate, so few people are, are, are still tuned in because the numbers drop as we get later and later and mm-hmm. later in the, in the show. And you got to kind of make your mark almost like right away. And so if you go to that first hour of the debate, who is Vivek Ramaswamy in the first half of that debate? Just a petulant child. Just came out with his own Trump act, just calling, I'm, I'm the only one who's done this, and you guys are all whores and everything else, Mr. Big Farm. And, 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 that, and then Chris Christie looks at him and says, listen, man, I'm, I'm Chris freaking Christie. I know a whore when I see one. And by golly, I've been called a whore by far better whores than you. <laughs> All right. And, and it's very clear that that first hour performance of him up there as the uh, five foot five, bucko five uh, Trump impersonator just did not work the for chat him. That GPT thing was a yeah, great line. That was. Yeah. I, it, it, it's very clear that's not working for him. And I'll be fascinated to see what he does tonight. And if, and if he goes full, he may, there, to me, he's got two paths. You just go full Trump surrogate, try to light DeSantis on fire because you're just a Trump surrogate. And that won't help his campaign at all. Or if he wants to help his campaign, he's got to actually reintroduce himself to people as a serious person. And we'll see which, which of those two paths he chooses tonight. Is that it? That's um, it. We can do one more. Matthew H. says if Trump somehow loses the 2024 primary, he'll go on to endorse the Democratic nominee before he ever supports whoever defeated him in the primary. So, he, so I don't think be, he'll do that. I don't think. May, do that. Who knows what he would do without the legal troubles? Like he's going to need like people on his side to help him bail out of things. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't I don't I don't think he'll do that. No. Um. Are you guys watching the debate tonight? Well, by the way, yeah. the ones we didn't get to, we'll get to them in the overtime today. Yeah. BlazeTV.com slash days. We'll record that it's right after the It's on at 8, show. right? Our yeah. time? 8 our so. time. So 9 Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I'll watch. And I'll be commenting in, uh, yeah. in real time. As will I. So. I don't know what a Doug... I still don't know what a Doug Burgum is. Why he's just, there. Or why he's there. Yeah. If you notice the seat placement, they put Vivek and, and, and DeSantis together in the first debate. And now they've got DeSantis and Nikki Haley together in this debate. So they're going to be next to each other. All right. So we're going to come back and uh, we'll preview the debate and more with the prophet of woe and lamentation himself here in a moment. 
Big fan of Miracle Made Sheets. Sleep on these every night now. They're outstanding. And did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? And of course, your sleep quality can have one of the greatest impacts on how you're going to feel throughout the course of a day as well. And when it comes to Miracle Made bed sheets, they use NASA inspired silver infused fabrics that make temperature regulating bedding so you sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. And they're extremely comfortable as well. And Uh, That same exact silver also helps to get rid of about 99% of the bacteria that your sheets can accumulate over time. And that requires maybe up to three times less laundry at the exact same time. So self-cleaning, self-cooling. Well, Steve, aluminum foil is self-cleaning and self-cooling. I don't want to sleep on it. I agree. They're also really comfortable. High quality sheets. Highly recommend. And you can try them now. If you go to trymiracle.com slash dace, trymiracle.com slash dace. If you go there, you're going to save over 40%. And if you use our promo dace at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% as well. Can't beat it. Backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash dace and use the code dace. To claim your free three-piece towel, three towel set for free and save over 40% off, try miracle.com slash dace. Again, try miracle.com slash dace with the promo code dace. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining us again. Let's get to GOP debate number two is tonight out at the Reagan Library. Seven contestants will be on the stage. Uh, Asa Hutchinson did not make the cut. After the previous one, uh, the, the, the setting in uh, in Milwaukee was DeSantis next to Vivek uh, tonight uh, out at the Reagan Library. It'll be DeSantis next to Nikki Haley. What are you looking for? What are you looking forward to? Give us your preemptive analysis. I'm looking for the chair that's not on the stage. I mean, that's that's all that matters. Let's let's face it. Whether your metric is the polls or reality or anything, there's only one man or one other man that matters. There's one man on the stage who matters, DeSantis, and then obviously Trump. Uh, Everything else is just a distraction. You know, whether one person goes up three points or two points here or, you know, a half a point in one state, none of those other candidates are going anywhere. And the job of DeSantis is to use the others as a foil to parlay his message as a contrast against the man who matters and not to get mired in those who don't matter. Hmm. I, I would have said before the, and I did say before the first debate uh, here on, on our blaze programming, I said, I, I, at that point, given where the race was, DeSantis was coming out of a reorganization uh, after a, I guess we'll call it a clumsy or disappointing start, depending on how you want to describe it. And and he really needed to re- reestablish his floor. He really needed to remind people he is uh, he's ready to lead. He's a competent leader, knowledgeable, articulate. And and don't really spend too much time engaging the dwarfs out there. Uh, you need to en- spend your time tonight engaging the audience, basically reintroducing yourself uh, to a Republican electorate that for the vast majority of them, this primary really began on August 23rd with that first debate. And I think that he accomplished that by and large. 
I think that in this debate now, I think you've got to you've got to have that you've got to have people walking away thinking you are clearly the the Trump alternative. There's been some updated polling in Iowa that shows basically Iowans have see that that uh, Trump and DeSantis get 73, 75 percent of the vote and the rest of the you know field is is, is down and, and mired into single digits. And so I think he's got to wa- we got to walk out of this debate if you're DeSantis with people thinking that's clearly the other guy clearly the other guy so that then you can spend the fourth quarter making the case specifically against trump what are your thoughts on that no i mean i think ultimately he's got to speak to people's emotions again i don't think he needs to get bogged down with other candidates any more than he did last time but what he does need to do is use that discussion to parlay that to trump and the voters so As much as he doesn't have to focus on others, I wouldn't focus on it. But obviously, don't avoid the issue. So if Nikki Haley is slobbering over Ukraine um, because she cares about it more than our own border, I think he needs to be abundantly clear we are tired of the 20 years of neocon stuff. I think if Vivek does his thing, oh, you know, I'm the only one with this. I'm the only one with the ideas. He needs to say, we have enough talk show hosts. We have not lacked talkers since the men for whom this library is named after moved on. We've had only talkers. We haven't had doers since Reagan. Rather than building on his movement that he began, we went backwards. A dark period of 35 years. That's really what we've been through. I'm the only one who has implemented. I think a message, we're out of time. I'm the only one who has done. I'm the only one who has produced a red wave Uh, that will speak above the clamor of everyone else on that stage. And also, I do think he needs to directly uh, address the they don't Japan gorilla not in the room. And um, and 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 again, I think there's a lot he can do rather than attack, let's say, a Nikki Haley, a Mike Pence, a Chris Christie as an end to itself. But to demonstrate that Donald Trump actually is more of the same of what you see on the stage tonight. Let's talk about the other candidates. Let's start with Vivek Ramaswamy. So heading into the Milwaukee debate in August, there were some grifter polls bought and paid for. He's the he's the new number two candidate. Uh, He's surging. Why isn't DeSantis more like Vivek in in slurping Trump or wherever he goes? Yada, yada, yada. I thought Vivek, when we got when he started talking about issues in the second hour of that debate, was phenomenal. The first hour of that debate, I thought he was a petulant brat, and I and it appears I'm not alone in thinking that 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 first hour, it, it I mean he's disappeared. Uh, there was a CBS poll yesterday showed him at only five percent in Iowa. If you look at this, in in the first debate he had center stage with Ron DeSantis. Now he's now he's you know at the end of of the set basically opposite of Chris Christie. He's really a non-entity uh and, and a non-factor uh, in this race at the moment. What's happened with him do you think since that first debate? And what do you think he needs he, to do tonight? He's a creation of the media. <laughs> so the media giveth, the media taketh and that includes conservative media. Um, he was on every single one of our colleagues shows for for a number of weeks, and that got him a certain degree of notoriety and support. I think it's trailed off because I think the memo has finally gotten out to these people that 
it is not a risk-free venture to just saddle up to him. See, until now, Vivek was the comedic relief candidate where they need Trump to win or they can't be viewed as on the wrong side of Trump, but they don't want to look like they're slobbering over one person. So he was the guy to say, oh, this is the yeah. smart guy with yeah. the issues. Yeah. This is the guy we support, but still support Trump, but he's the best candidate ever. Yeah. Vivek, I mean, it's unbelievable, but for some reason we're still supporting Trump. But now that they've seen, well, how does a guy just come out of nowhere um, and, and suddenly uh, the media wants us to know who he is? And all of the, his baggage is coming out. So I think they have stepped back a little bit. And you see that um, his candidacy was built upon, you know, when my kids used to try to make campfires and they just put a couple of little twigs in there and not build it properly and dump a bunch of lighter fluid. It was the lighter fluid. You take the lighter fluid away. There's nothing there. Hmm. What can he do tonight? Do you think to, to reestablish some momentum? Do you think? I mean, I think his shtick is the Obama, uh, you know, positive message, aspirational message. What what threw him off uh, kilter was that he showed the side of himself that he first showed, by the way, on this show, when you had him respond to my criticism. Mm -hmm. Boy, did he get prickly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people don't want to see that because they have Trump. Right. I mean, there's just there's there's no benefit to that. I think, you know, the chat GPT does better than the petulant one. So I'd say I'd go back to that. But again, I, I don't think there's much he can do to help his candidacy uh, because he is a creation of the media. So if the media is not feeding his uh, fuel, then there's nothing there. What about Nikki Haley? Uh, she seems to have kind of taken the space that, you know, Republican, particularly suburban voters, um, um, Boomer suburban voters. I, I would love to have a, a non-white male nominee because I'm tired of being called a racist at the racket club uh, and in the church foyer. Okay, and so Tim Scott kind of filled that role uh, much of the summer, and then he got on a national stage at the leadership summit, and then in the first debate, and it's very clear there's just no there there. There's there's no gravitas or alpha there at all. Nikki does have some political talent. Um, you know, Tucker completely laid off of her at the leadership summit. Nobody really went after her at all in the first debate. So it, it kind of seems like she's now become the, 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 the candidate Tim Scott was a few months ago where people are wondering, hey, can we have a non-white male candidate so I don't get called a racist, misogynist, xenophobic, homophobic bigot? What do you look for from her tonight? Sure. So, I mean, the big question is, does anyone bring up what the heck she did as governor? I mean, she was elected to two ter terms, didn't fill out both terms. But what did she do in a red state as governor that she's proud of? Um, there's a lot there. There, There is a lot there. Obviously, uh, she she's the type that never wanted to fight on any of the cultural issues. Um, she was against uh, going after the tranny bathroom stuff. Does DeSantis bring with him what he did on, uh, I think it was Laura Ingram talking about um, her being a corporatist Disney, yeah, in Disney, yeah, the corporatism. I think that angle, but either way, I don't think there's room for her to grow. In other words, if she has a good performance, she'll stay where she is. If not, she'll go back, kind of follow the trajectory of, of Scott. But the reality is, I don't think there are more voters in that pool that want to slobber over Ukraine. So she explained it very well. The position of, you know, Putin's terrible, uh, using Vivek as a, as a foil 
and I think that helped her out, but th there's a ceiling. Again, these are all vanity candidacies. They cannot go anywhere. All they can do is split the you know vote that wants to move on from Trump. So you and I both supported Ted Cruz in 2016. You supported him. I worked for him. He said after the first debate, he thought the only candidate that benefited that was on the stage was Nikki Haley. You agree or disagree with that? No, definitely. I mean, you, you see it in, in the numbers, I think not just in New Hampshire, but in Iowa, all the early states. But again, this whole thing is a farce. There is only a small minority of voters that want what she is selling. So she did the best case. It's, it's about there's about a 20 percent pool of the GOP electorate that wants the, you know, make George W. great again message. Mm -hmm. And she is the. She's kind of created in a political science test lab. So she is the most skilled and adept at doing that. And I think she achieved that. But there's no room to grow. There literally is no room to grow with her. All she can do is split the vote. CBS has a poll out, and I want to get your take on this. And I'm only bringing it up because it matches what I had a little birdie share with me from their proprietary findings um, a, a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and what, they, what they found is 20% of the Iowa caucus electorate will only consider Trump. 31% will not consider Trump as the nominee. In New Hampshire, what they found is 23% will only consider Trump as the nominee. 34% will not consider Trump as the nominee. And I'm, I'm only giving this credence because independent of CBS, I had a little birdie share some proprietary numbers with me a couple of weeks ago, and they looked very similar to this. Okay. Um, when we were just trying to, I was just trying to deduce the broad environment. Now that I sense maybe people are going to finally start paying attention. Cause I, I, Daniel, this is the least amount of energy on the ground yes. in Iowa I've ever seen for anybody period. There's just, it's, it's like the caucuses aren't happening. Um, and so that's the last thing I'm going to ask you about those numbers. What do you think about them? What do they tell you? So what's remarkable about it is the consistency across New Hampshire and Iowa. Very different states. Yeah. They were within three points of each other. And I thought that was remarkable. But also what this tells me is all the more so DeSantis needs to focus on the man not there more than anyone on the stage. Mm -hmm. That all the more so he needs to start drawing and, and he's been doing this drawing sharp contrasts. Stop tiptoeing around him. Make it a race because you you just said the underpinning of what that poll is reflecting. A lot of people are asking, are the polls right or wrong? And I think at, at a superficial level, except for the online grifting polls, they are correct. At a superficial level, people are thinking, yeah, default Trump. Default, yeah, yeah Trump. Okay, you know, that, that's all I heard. The reason this is the least energy this late in the game versus any primary is because it's in between a competitive open primary and an incumbent. With an incumbent running for re-election as a president in that party, there is no primary to speak right, of. Right. Otherwise, it's you know really open. Here, it's kind of de facto him, but at the end of the day, there will be January and February. There will be an election. They could say there's not, but at the end of the day, he's not quite an incumbent. I just think that the final 90% of movement in this race will occur in the 
final 10% of the duration of the actual campaign. It might not be, see, in, in a conventional campaign, if you're not moving the numbers against a guy like that, let's say it's an open seat, completely open, and there is one candidate that's consistently ahead for six, seven, eight months, and you're not moving it, there's no reason to think it's gonna change. In this case, I think it's just people aren't paying attention. What that poll demonstrates from CBS is that once it becomes a race, which it has to at some point, I know they wanna cancel the Iowa caucuses and our colleagues are saying it's over. They could say that, but it's going to happen. And that in itself has to generate some degree of buzz. There are people who are going to turn out. It's going to be extremely volatile. I could see a scenario. I'm not saying this is going to happen. Trump could run away with this. That is very likely. But it's also likely that nothing could move in October and November, but come maybe the final four to six weeks or even less, he, DeSantis could ultimately close the gap or even within a few weeks and win it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what I am saying is in order for it to happen, I don't think you're necessarily going to see movement now, given the dynamics of the race and what that CBS poll shows. Great stuff, my friend. Thank you. See you later. You bet. All right, quickly, we got about a minute. You guys want to comment on what we just discussed with Daniel? Everything he says means Ron DeSantis should show up tonight and make sure no matter what questions are asked, you're at the point in this, you say whatever you want to say about anything. Your moment, your time, you get it done. Aaron, quick. Agreed. Yeah, no. He needs to, he needs to just let it all go. Just let it all go. More every, of what you did on Laura Ingram yes, last night. Yes, every last bullet. Mm-hmm. Yep. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.